You're listening to Utah Lake Facts, Fiction, and Fun, a Utah Lake Commission podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Utah Lake Facts, Fiction, and Fun podcast. My name is Sam Brager, the uh, program manager for the Utah Lake Commission and Utah Lake Authority. And uh, welcome back. (laughs) We're hoping you're enjoying these episodes. Uh, It has been a long process. It's been a couple of years going here now on the podcast, and we're up to, I think this is going to be episode 79, all about Utah Lake. I remember in the beginning, uh, my supervisor asked me, you know, do you have enough content to keep a podcast going? And, you know, I got to be honest, I did did doubt a little bit, (laughs) Um, but I'm really proud of the fact that that, uh, the agency has been able to keep this podcast going. And I I thank everybody who's involved in making it happen everywhere from our interviewees to people submitting topic ideas to our other staff helping with the editing and, and marketing of it. Uh, it's a great podcast, uh, no bias, I promise, <laughs> in any way from me. Um, but I really enjoy doing this, and I hope you enjoy listening. And, and uh, as always, if there's new topics you'd love to see or questions you have, we'd love to get those from you. Um, feel free to send us an email at info at utahlake.org, or feel free to message us on social media. We're on Instagram, at Utah Lake is our handle, uh, on Twitter with that same handle, and Facebook, you can find us with the Utah Lake Commission. Um, But feel free to send us a message with questions, comments, ideas for the podcast. We love keeping it going here on a variety of topics, um, as the name states, facts, fiction, and fun about the lake. Um, And we try and uh, update you guys on the various happenings that are going at the lake as a regular part of the uh, podcast. So today's episode is along those lines, which is a uh, brief summary of updates on, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five, six, six different projects um, that are currently going on down at the lake. Um, just to kind of give you like a speed round of updates so you know about a variety of things. Um, and I know that we have some episodes we've done similarly, like uh, uh, back in episodes 59 and 61, we did um, a Saratoga Springs shoreline projects update and a vineyard shoreline projects update and then we've also done project updates that are specific to one particular topic like uh back on episode 64 we did another Provo river delta restoration project so a couple times a year we try and update you on the big efforts that are going on but also keep you looped in on some of those smaller projects that you might not have heard about or or uh <coughs> may really benefit from. So today, uh, the first one I want to share with was about our Life Jacket Loaner program. And we've talked about the program before um, in a variety of ways on the podcast. Um, but today specifically, wanted to make sure I shared that if you were not aware, that the stations were all constructed. Um, it was all done by May. Um, and so all summer long, seven different Life Jacket stations at Utah Lake have been functioning. People have been borrowing Life Jackets and returning them. Um, like it says on the signs, you know, take take a jacket to save your life, leave a jacket to save another, that this idea of we can help promote water safety and make them available and share them with others um, so that everybody can be safe. So a great project that got finished this year, we're really excited to see happen. um, And we'd love to expand that in the future to additional stations um, as funding permits and as interest is, is expressed. So if there's an area that you feel needs a life jacket, like I said, send us an email info at utahlake.org. We'd love to help make sure that we're getting uh, life jacket stations where they're needed. Uh, but if you haven't seen these already, they're a pretty basic wood structure with a little roof over it. It's got an educational sn- sign that has some facts for you, um, some non-emergency numbers um, for Utah County Sheriff's Office, and some QR codes where you can actually go online and learn more about our program, uh, learn more about life jacket safety, and also hopefully download the Windy Lookout app. We've talked about that before, uh, most recently on episode 71. And I'll make sure that's linked in the show notes, along with all of our other links. 
um, so that you can actually be notified about wind events out of the lake to be able to stay safe. So a great project that got wrapped up. We wanted to make sure we hit on that. Next one I wanted to share about was the Lakewide Marina Camera Network. And I think we probably ought to do a dedicated episode on this with our contractor and maybe our director to talk about this a little bit more, because this is really kind of a unique idea. Um, you may have heard us mention it in some episodes before. It was actually an idea pitched by a vineyard resident um, who, in fact, has been on our podcast, uh, Clayton Wolf. So it looks like he was on episode 40, uh, 46, Living on the Utah Lake Shoreline. I'll make sure we include the link to that one, too. It's kind of a fun story about how um, the journey Clayton had to go through to, to be able to buy his home or buy the land and build his home on Utah Lake uh, in the vineyard shoreline there. <clears throat> anyway, uh, he pitched the idea to us a while back, having seen it somewhere else. And the idea is a series of live video feeds where residents and visitors to the lake can look online and see what the conditions are. Um, they can see our, all five public marinas we now have established. Um, they're working out a few kinks on, and so occasionally a feed might not still be working. Um, they have to broadcast via radio waves to um, the various stations, and it's all collected um, at Utah Lake State Park. So um, those feeds show you the parking conditions, uh, the line at the entrance, if there is one, um, the boat ramps, uh, and even conditions out at the lake itself. And so a great resource for anybody who's want to be down there. So that construction project was finished in June. Um, we will look to expand it, also including cameras, hopefully, at the Saratoga Springs North Marina. Um, a little tidbit, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but this is a great project that was done this year. It was funded in part thanks to the motorboat uh, access grant through the state and also through U.S. Fish and Wildlife, as well as through uh, some dollars from Utah Division of Forestry, Fire, and State Lands. Um, great partners on this project, and we thank you, thank them for it. Uh, but a great one for the public to be able to see conditions at the lake and hopefully help engage people um, down at those public access points, or excuse me, those public marinas. Third on the list, speaking of marinas, is the Saratoga Springs City Marina. Now, this is a marina that's been around for a while, and you may recall that the city had plans to expand the marina. So there's currently two jetties closing in a handful of boat docks um, and a launch. Um, swimming was not allowed in there, though. So uh, in order to expand and enhance it, the city applied for a variety of grants, tourism tax dollars, and other sources, and the commission helped along with that to be able to expand that. They're in the process of completing the third jetty on the north end. So there now will be, quote unquote, two marinas, if you will, two protected harbors. But this new northern one, um, northern area will be a day use area. So they're going to put in a sandy beach and picnic pavilions and hopefully up uh, equipment concessionaire for like paddle boards and kayaks and such. And this will be a swim zone and non-motorized watercraft zone. So kind of like some of those city parks across the county you see, like Highland Glen or Bartholomew Park and such. Um, they're very popular. It's a great resource for city residents, um, anybody visiting the marina. And they're also going to be expanding the parking lot. They're going to be putting in a playground structure, a whole bunch of other stuff up on the land side as well. It's a very exciting project. Um, and they're making great progress. Uh, they're in the process of setting up to dredge out that area, or they, I believe, are already starting to dredge um, the new section of the marina and the jetty it looks like is basically finished almost um so hopefully you know fingers crossed that could be up and running for next season we're really excited on that if you want to learn more details about that project um we'll have a link in the show notes and there's also a previous episode on our podcast for it too <clears throat> speaking of saratoga springs our fourth project i wanted to kind of update you on today is the saratoga springs north marina project um, so this is cited just, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I could say exactly how many miles. In fact, let's look that up. 
Okay, I looked it up. It's just barely over half a mile east of the mouth of the Jordan River. Okay, so Inlet Park's right there on the south end. You got the mouth of the river and then Saratoga Road, or I guess now it's technically called 7200 North, right, where you've connected over from Pony Express Parkway and then you know, the road curves north and turns into Saratoga Road to head up to uh, Pioneer Crossing. Right there at that curve is where the new marina is going to be. So this historically was a private marina. I think it belonged to the McLaughlin family. And recently the city was able to acquire that and they're going to put in a new Northern Marina. Um, so we actually had a presentation on this at a board meeting recently. And I think we got a link to either. I think it's to that presentation that we'll include in the show notes. Um, a great Marina that's going to be on the North end there. Great access. They'll have a non-motorized launch as well as motorized launches, a day use area. And there's also discussion amongst the various partners at the state and local level about doing a nature center adjacent to this um, in order to, well, I guess nature and science and research center in order to facilitate easy access to the lake, um, provide opportunities for education about the lake. Um, so that's an exciting development. It's kind of tied in with that Marina too. So that's four projects so far. Two more we've got on my list today to share. One, just barely I found out about just a couple of days ago, which is down at Utah Lake State Park. And if you've been to Utah Lake State Park in the last several years, you'll for sure have noticed the huge mound of dirt that's on the right as you come in, just before you get to the campground. That's supposed to be a parking lot. In fact, there is a full asphalt parking lot underneath that. So that is the dirt that's from the dredge that the state park underwent back in, I want to say that was 2018 or 2017, um, where they dredged, uh, I think it was about a third of their marina, four feet deeper. And most of that dirt was sited in that parking lot. And then they also put some in their campground. And that's why there's only one campground loop now instead of two, if you remember two in the past. Um, they are getting all that dirt moved and gone. Thank heavens. They were able to partner with Provo City. Um, Provo needed more fill for their sports complex they're putting in down south of the airport. And so Provo City is taking all of that fill off that parking lot and that will be, it might even be done now. They were already a week into it when I saw it on Monday, just a couple days ago. Um, so I talked with the, the park manager, Josh Holt, and he's looking at getting it cleaned off, um, you know, inspecting it for any kind of damage. I mean, there may have been some settling. Um, and then I think he's going to get it, uh, kind of a sealant or a thin layer of uh, asphalt put on top and get it all restriped. And there'll be additional trailer spots and uh, individual vehicle parking spots available in that parking lot now. So super excited for that for any of everybody's daily use. It'll also improve the parking situation for our launch, or I should say relaunch of the Utah Lake Festival come next summer that we hope to do on the first Saturday in June in 2023. Um, that's festivals, you know, 25 hundred to 3,500 people in four hours visit that marina to learn about Utah Lake and that parking lot will be crucial for that. So we're really excited to see that happen. I don't have any links on this or anything, but feel free to drive down there or next time you're by the state park, check that out. That's really exciting to see that happening. Last but not least, we have the Provo River Delta Project. I have a quick update for you, and that is a trail closure that is happening. Um, We just got the email from them on this. And I wanted to make sure that we included an update here. We also sent it out in our e-newsletter and put it on social media too. So let's go to our trails update page. We'll make sure we we share this link to their trail closure and tree removal notice page. So they've got a great map on there that shows. Um, Now this is a closure. You may have heard before about the, the closures with Skipper Bay, which is the trail that runs right behind the state park campground and along the lake shoreline. Um, So that one, 
excuse me, uh, that closure had already happened and there. That's going to be rerouted along the delta. And this will all show up in the map that you look at. But this particular notice that we wanted to make sure we shared uh, just what became effective last week, I think on the 16th of September. And that is actually for a section of the Provo River Delta, excuse me, the Provo River Parkway Trail. Okay, much further in than probably a couple miles inland. Um, the section between uh, I think it's Lakeshore Drive and Alligator Park, uh, that trailhead that you get to from Boat Harbor Drive. Um, there's two. There's a big section there marked in red, two big sections, excuse me, that are going to be closed temporarily. And part of which I think is closed permanently. There's some details on the website um, just because of the nature of the closure. And the closure is to facilitate uh, with the preparation for the diversion for the Delta. So the diversion is targeted to happen around December of this year, 2022, to actually start diverting water into the Delta. So we're super excited for that. This trail closure is going to be temporary during that process of getting that diversion taken care of and getting the trail realignment done. Because where this closure is, is also where the new trail that splits off to go through Delta Gateway Park, which I think will be the trailhead that Provo City is, is working on. Um, and the trail goes along the Delta and down to tie in with Skipper Bay Trail. There'll also be some trails that come along the new Lakeview Parkway corridor that's going through there that goes between Provo High School and down to the airport. So as of last week, that section of trail has been closed. Um, and I believe the plans is to uh, have everything open and operating um, in 2024 as far as trails go. Um, so a portion of the Pro River Parkway Trail between Lakeshore Bridge Trailhead and Alligator Park will be closed to protect public safety during the current phase of Pro River Delta project construction. This is from their website. It says this is the same section of trail that has been closed for the past year for Provo City's Lakeview Parkway construction. So there's that connection where Provo City was working on a section of trail and now the River Delta project has to keep that section closed for their construction. So I'll say this because I know all of the people who are coordinating that project are, are grateful for everyone's patience. So thank you for that. I know that it's got to be hard, especially for those who live in the area to not have access to these trails. Uh, but when you look at this map, I hope you feel just as excited as I am. Uh, I'm an avid trail user myself to see how this is all going to tie in and make such a great amenity in the area. Um, so there will be heavy equipment in the area connecting the river to the new delta and removing trees for the new river and recreation features. Um, they state on the website that they recognize it's painful to see mature trees disappear, but please know that revegetation, including planting trees and thousands of other native plants, is ongoing as a part of the delta project. So there may need, it sounds like there's going to be some trees removed in order to realign things, but trees, I actually watched, they did a willow plantings we did a tour down there and it was amazing to see just how intensive and, and very well prepared they've been to make sure that revegetation is a key part of this project um, and it said does say there that new and expanded trails recreation features and the provo city's new river delta gateway park will open in 2024 um, so there's a great story map here we'll make sure we link to that so that you can see it um, and feel free to reach out to them if you have any additional questions. So those are some quick project updates. I think I was able to sum it up in about 15 minutes. So that's usually my quick update <laughs> length of episode. If there's any other projects that you'd like to hear about, um, want to know about how they're proceeding or progressing, as always, as I mentioned before, inf just email us at info at utahlake.org or send us a message on social media. Um, if there's another topic of the podcast you'd like to hear, also share that with us or any other thoughts you've got about Utah Lake. This is the Utah Lake Facts, Fiction, and Fun podcast.
Thanks for listening to Utah Lake Facts, Fiction, and Fun. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe so that you can receive notifications each time an episode comes out on Thursday mornings. And if there's something in here that you feel you can share, please post the link online, share with your friends so that everyone else can also learn about the facts, fiction, and fun to do with Utah Lake.